Investing involves risk. The value of an investment and the income from it may fall as well as rise and investors might not get back the full amount invested. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future results. The mention of any particular security or strategy should not be considered as a recommendation. For further information on the Allianz Technology Trust, please go to www.allianztechnologytrust.com. Hello and welcome to Silicon Valley Bite Size, an update on the technology sector from the Allianz Technology Trust. I'm Cherry Reynard. Um, as many of you will know, ATT invests in quoted technology companies across the globe with the aim of achieving long-term capital growth. Since 2007, the trust has been managed by the experienced team based in San Francisco. This means they're embedded in Silicon Valley, which can still lay claim as the epicenter of the world's technology industry. For our latest episode of Bite Size, I'm joined by Walter Price and Mike Seidenberg, fund managers on the trust, to talk us through the key developments in the technology sector and share their insights. Hi, Walter. Hi, Mike. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Um, if we could start with a look at the economic backdrop, um, what are you expecting from the U.S. economy for the remainder of the year? Well, I think the U.S. economy is incredibly strong right now. Um, the, the vaccination rate in the U.S. is uh, continuing to climb and uh, cities are reopening and consumers are spending a lot of the money that they accumulated during the uh, pandemic. And so, uh, you know, if you, if you look at restaurants or you look at uh, economic uh, activity or you look at, uh, you know, sales of houses or cars, uh, very, very, very strong. Uh, shortages, actually, in the case of automobiles. And so, um, you know, I think that this, this strength uh, is, in our view, going to moderate as we go through the, the balance of the year. The comparisons get, get more difficult for uh, the recovering period last year. And so, uh, you know, the second quarter is probably the peak economic growth for the U.S., and then it's going to moderate as we go forward. And does that suggest that you're not worried about inflation overreaching and, and therefore sort of interest rate, interest rate rises coming along further down the line? Well, there, there's no question that uh, inflation is accelerating right now as uh, inefficiencies of restarting supply chains uh, are flowing through the, the price, uh, the, you know, into prices, higher prices for, for many things. But uh, we think as uh, the economy moderates in the second half of this year and, and into 2022, that inflation will subside. And we've, we've already seen that in some commodities, and we think we're going to see more of that as supply is brought on in, in additional commodity sectors. And, I mean, just finally on, on the macroeconomic side, um, there's obviously the, the G7 has has met and they've and they've talked about um, corporate tax rates. I mean, what do you see as the likely impact of these the imposition of these minimum tax rates? Well, I think that's another reason for uh, moderation in the economy is that you had governments absorb a lot of debt and flow that money into uh, their citizens to prevent a depression. Uh, uh, during the pandemic. And now they're looking at how do they pay off that debt, uh, whether it's through higher taxes or higher, higher fees uh, or uh, you know, other forms of raising money for these governments. And so I think you're going to continue to see uh, 
pressure on governments to, uh, you know, to, to raise taxes, to raise fees on companies uh, and consumers uh, to pay back that debt. So that, that's why we think the economy, the general economy is going to moderate in its growth rate uh, going forward. Okay, thanks, Walter. And um, turning to the trust now, um, perhaps we could talk about the last six months and, you know, any changes that you've made to the, the trust. And in, in particular, I know you've been rotating into more sort of growth at a reasonable price stock. So I wonder if you can talk a bit about what that's meant in practice. Yeah, if, if you look at uh, 2020, we had a great year with uh, many of the high growth companies going up more than 100 percent. And uh, you know, I think that as uh, other companies started to recover and their earnings started to uh, grow very rapidly, uh, people migrated out of tech and they migrated out of the high growth companies into uh, more of the cyclical companies. And uh, in tech, that, that's represented by some of the hardware companies and some of the uh, semiconductor companies and the GARP companies. The, the GARP companies are, are defined by... Uh, mostly in our universe by the uh, large cap uh, tech companies like Alphabet and Facebook and so forth. Uh, Mike, you wanna talk about uh, you know, the, the outlook for uh, some of these GARP companies like uh, Facebook? Sure, I mean, I think, that, I think that when you take a look at some of the GARPier companies and specifically Facebook, uh, you know, as, as the global economy comes, kind of turns back on, uh, the natural place to advertise as people spend less time watching TV are the likes of, you know, whether it's Alphabet, Facebook, you know, Snapchat, et cetera. You know, basically the ad dollars go to where the eyeballs are. And this is just a continuation of what we saw prior to the pandemic as TV becomes less of a branding event for many, you know, of the younger generation um, I, I think that what we're seeing is that the, 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 the mode of trying to create brands um, is really moving towards, you know, the, towards the internet. Um, and this will just, this will continue. So sure, you know, these are scale businesses, um, no doubt about it, but, you know, it's amazing to me that, you know, even at scale, Facebook is still growing, you know, users at, at a nice rate every quarter, whether that's monthly or daily actives. Um, so, you know, these are still really interesting businesses, um, you know, if you can buy them at the right price. And could we zero in on the semiconductor position? Because that, that's now the largest sector position in the portfolio. Um, could you talk about what, what's driven that a little bit? Well, I think there, as we look forward into uh, uh, the next several years, we, we think there's a growing labor shortage uh, and a, a growing concern about uh, climate change uh, in the world. And uh, therefore you're seeing this migration to uh, uh, electric transportation, electric autos and trucks. Um, and you're seeing uh, migration to more automation to replace uh, factory workers that you can't hire uh, and office workers that you can't hire. And so uh, therefore technology uh, <clears throat> is very relevant in the future, but uh, the, the building block of technology is the semiconductor industry. And, you know, as we try to pick, uh, you know, who's going to be the winner in electric transportation, I think that um, 
you've got a hundred automobile companies around the world that are trying to tra transition. And, uh, you know, there are only a few semiconductor companies that supply those hundred automobile companies. And so we think that uh, the, uh, the rise of these uh, semiconductor companies is becoming more important to the global economy and these transitions is gonna to lead to a revaluation of the sector. Uh, and that's why we have a large position in this sector. If I were to use an analogy, Cherry, if you think about, you know, if you use the, the gold, rush, gold rush analogy, you know, we, we're really focused on selling, you know, picks and axes rather than trying to figure out, you know, what mine to potentially invest in. Let's stick with you, Mike, actually. Um, what are, there, are there any other key themes you'd highlight in the portfolio today? Yeah, you know, one of the things that we spent a lot of time on as of late and even prior to the pandemic is just trying to understand how, how enterprises uh, and organizations collaborate. So we think that, you know, the new normal is, is going to be some form of hybrid uh, where you go to work at times, you work from home at times, um, and that presents a real challenge for a lot of corporations, uh, given that, you know, everybody on everybody has deadlines and stuff needs to get out, you know, product needs to get out the door, uh, tasks need to be complete, et cetera, et cetera. So we're, we're, we're spending time on, you know, looking at companies that can really facilitate in making sure that, 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 that the managing, the management of this hybrid work workplace is, is effective and efficient. Um, and we found some interesting companies uh, that, you know, that we, that we've, that we're looking at um, and continue to do work on. So we think that this, we think this is a, this is the new normal. Um, I would also add that a lot of the habits that were developed during the pandemic, if you just think about, you know, how you ordered food, how, how you or potentially ordered groceries, et cetera, et cetera. We think that the, the, the convenience that the, 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 the consumer was able to garner from that doesn't go away. Once you have, once you develop a habit and it actually makes you, you kind of you know, a better customer experience, people don't go back. So we're looking at tools here again, we're looking at technologies that facilitate that and companies that can solve those difficult problems. Okay, thanks. And um, what about opportunities outside the US today? Well, I mean, I we've that... always been a global fund. So I don't know if Walt, if you want to add, I mean, we, you know, <laughs> that, you know the, I can tell you having gotten, having been up very early for lots of, you know, quarterly conference calls of very international companies. I think that, you know, we look for global opportunities. We don't, we don't really care where they're domiciled and we go to, you know, whether it's, Japan, whether it's Europe, whether it's Great Britain, you know, the UK, um, we'll go to we'll, we'll go to where we think that there's an interesting opportunity and a company that's solving a you know a, a difficult problem at a reasonable valuation. Great. Okay, Walter, anything to add to that? Well, I would say we look for global leaders in the subsegments of technology that we invest in, and and in the semiconductor industry. Uh, you know, many of the global leaders are not in the U.S., uh, you know, they're in Asia. And so uh, we have, uh, you know, we have strong holdings in uh, those companies. Um, now, obviously, the, the high growth names have, have struggled a little bit in, in the recent market conditions. And yet I, I know you, you still have some in the portfolio, uh, ones like um, Snowflake and Okta. Um, how do valuations look in that? part of the market today. Walter, I'll put that to you. 
Well, I think valuations have come down about 30 or 40% from their peaks. Um, and therefore we've, we've continued to concentrate, uh, I, I would say concentrate our bets into the, our favorite high growth companies uh, and build up some positions in new high growth companies uh, that, that Mike talked about in, in sectors like collaboration. Uh, you know, we think that, um, you know, these companies are going to keep growing. Uh, their business is very strong. Uh, their outlook and their backlog and their pipelines are very strong. So uh, there's, no, there, there's not going to be a big slowdown in growth. If anything, uh, they're going to keep their growth at a high rate longer than we'd expected a year ago. So, uh, you know, we think that uh, at some point the market will transition back to these high growth companies and we want to be positioned in the leaders of tomorrow. Right. Okay. And um, maybe we could talk more generally about the technology sector now. Obviously, technology has sort of been in the sights of global regulators. Um, do you believe that the large technology companies will find a compromise with global regulators? Are you expecting any fallout for their businesses? Yeah, I, I think the period of the next several years is going to be one of uh, a... Uh, you know, a dance with regulators to try to find, uh, you know, the place where you're contributing an, enough to governments that, that they're happy, uh, and yet you're able to continue the, the growth and health of your company. And I, I think whether it's in the courts or whether it's in regulation or whether it's in legislation, uh, you're, you're going to see a, a testing period for these, uh, these large uh, tech giants. But uh, you know, they have great businesses, they have great cash flow, and I, I think they emerge from this period uh, with, uh, you know, some new regulations and some new constraints on their growth, but they're still going to continue to be uh, excellent holdings for the long term. Mm. And, and Mike, how are you feeling about um, the prospect for corporate earnings for, for the next 12 months? I mean, if you take a, you know, here again, you know, we're very focused on technology. That's what we do. The backdrop for IT spending is, is very strong. I, you know, I think the one thing that I think about is as we return to uh, a, a more normalized environment, you probably have travel creep into some of these, uh, some of the um, expense line items. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, um, you know, I, I, the outlook for earnings looks very healthy. I mean, I think in Q1, I saw a stat that, you know, it was the beats were some of the best beats that we've seen, um, you know, in the last 10 years um, as a percentage of EPS beats. So, I mean, I, 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 you know, I've always remind myself in a lot of ways, earnings are a managed outcome for a lot of the companies we invest in. Um, so I think that they're constantly trading off do we reinvest in the business to grow more or do we give more back to the shareholders? And most of the companies we invest, depending on their life cycle, really understand that balance. And um, Walter, you, you mentioned that some of the technology valuations have, have come back. Um, where, in aggregate, where did technology valuations sit relative to their history? I think for the last uh, 10 or 15 years, technology valuations have been very similar to the market valuations. And during the pandemic, uh, technology went to a premium over the market. Uh, and that premium has closed uh, somewhat during the last year. So 
you know, I think there's a, a modest premium now, 10 to 20% premium for technology indices over the, the rest of the market. But I think that's justified given what we think is a golden age of technology that's coming. Great. And then just finally, um, sentiment towards the technology sector has obviously bounced around hugely over the past year. Um, what would you say about kind of what you're seeing in the market today? Well, I think, uh, you know, if you look at the trust for as a, as a benchmark of uh, sentiment, uh, the trust has gone to a discount. Uh, and as people have rotated into other sectors, you know, I, I think, however, as I look out over the next five years, I think technology, technology outlook is, is quite good. And therefore, I, I would expect that um, people will come back to technology as they look continue to look for growth in 2022 and 2023. Uh, you're going to see plenty of growth in the technology sector in that period of time. And I, th I think other sectors where you've had a nice rebound back to normal, uh, they, they, will, they will struggle to show growth beyond uh, this uh, rebound period. I also think it's worth noting on Walter's point. I mean, one of our core thesis around the fund is that you know, technology continues to permeate almost every every vertical industry. You know that we look at. So, you know, uh, you know, not to you know, not not to sound like a broken record, but for a lot of these companies, technology creates that competitive advantage, um, irrespective of the vertical that they're in. So, we think that you know that is a strong backdrop as we look forward into the future. Great. Okay. That seems like an optimistic note on which to end. Um, so we'll wrap up there. Um, if you have any questions on the trust, please go to the website, www.allianctechnologytrust.com or contact one of the sales team. Uh, thanks so much, Walter and Mike, for those insights today. And thank you to everyone for listening. Thanks, Joy. Thank you. Great. Good talking to you.